This is episode five with Earl Pereira. I specialize in a very specific type of security. Subconscious security. You're talking about dreams. We create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream. And they fill it with their secrets. It's called Inception. Hello everyone and welcome to Cerebral Mind Control. My name is Hadlin. I am a hypnotist, magician, mentalist, and speaker. Every week I will bring to you a driven, focused artist or entrepreneur and pick their brains on how they have learned to control their minds for success. Thank you so much for tuning in. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by Hadlin Entertainment your premium quality corporate entertainment services provider. In this episode, we speak with Earl Pereira, a musician and artist who has traveled the world spreading his music. He's performed on stages as large as 60,000 people, and we get to learn about the performance coaching side of his business, how to mentally change your state to be able to perform at the highest level, how to practice so that you perform at your highest level. We get to also learn about learning new skills in the most efficient manner possible. We get to learn about the most important part about starting a new project and also why it's important to let your guard down and show your true personality. Now without further ado, let's begin. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a special guest. Not only is he my uncle, but he <laughs> was a bass player for Widemouth Mason and now is the front man, the, the lead singer and bass guitar. You do actually pretty much everything in that business for the steadies. Mm -hmm. And something new, you're also a performance coach. Yes. Yeah. That's really cool. So that's, um, it's, it's new. I've been doing it for a while. I just don't do it that much. Right. But... Um, Started picking it up when um, more uh, songwriting conference um, brought me in to, to coach. And I wasn't even actually supposed to be the performance coach. I was just brought in to be the, the kind of overall, it was about five years ago, just kind of an overall music, you know, mentor. Yep. And uh, this performance coach couldn't make it. And then when I handed him, handed the two girls that were putting this conference on, it's called Songrise, up in northern Alberta, they saw that. I had a performance coach written down as part of my what I do, and they're like, "Oh my God, you do this? Can would you be able to do it? You know, for this for this weekend?" I said, "Sure, no problem." And and they really liked what I did, and it's it's really neat because it's something totally different than than what I normally do. Right. But it's something that I've uh, always had a passion for. Like I mean, performing is sort of what sort of what got me where I am, um, even in the old band, it was more so just, you know, my, people watching me and like my energy on stage and, and how I am with the crowd and stuff like that, so got a lot of experience in that, and then um, I don't know if you've heard of a guy named Tom Jackson. I haven't. He's, uh, he's probably the most world-renowned live performance coach. Okay. And uh, he, he refers, it to, refers to it as live producing. Because it's pretty much what you are. You're you're producing the band or whoever artist you're working with, with their live stage show, um, and also the last. Uh, so I learned some things from him. I watched his seminar at Canadian Music Week years ago, and and picked up a lot of tips from him and applied it to my own style because he isn't in a band, so he's got a different side to it. So he coaches like Taylor Swift and okay. and. You know, Britney Spears and all those people, right? Right. Top, top level people. Uh, so I'm working with, I love working with bands. And uh, last year, and just this last week, I got back from uh, a huge music project called Peak Performance Project. So right. that's 24 of the top unsigned bands in BC and Alberta. So I was brought on there as, as, to, do, as to be the performance coach. So it was just a great opportunity to you know, get to work with all these great bands and try to help them as much as I can. Right. That sounds really good. And, you know, you did actually help me with my performance, too. You came to one of my shows and 
Yeah, some, that's some right. Coaching feedback. That's right. I forget how many years ago now. I think it was 2011 or something. Yeah. 2012 maybe. And yeah, that has definitely helped my perform live performances too. Oh, good. I attest to your work. That's <laughs> awesome. I'd, I'd like to know too, when you're doing these coaching seminars, do you go through any sort of the, the mental aspects? Where, I, I do uh, a little... I was fortunate enough to last year and this year, the coach they hired from the BC side, uh, it was an actor named Khalil Ashanti. So he's a, a, a comedian and an actor, and he studied under Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor is a famous actor who plays the dad in Arrested Development. Okay. And he's been in tons of shows, right? Right. Uh, so he, he basically learned everything from, from him. And uh, this guy is just just an amazing person. What he's gone through, and and just so he he helped teach me a lot about the mental side of performance. You know, overcoming fears and and proper technique and and things like that. So we worked together, which was great because I could work with the bands with their live performance, and he helped everyone kind of get over their fears of whatever their fears were, stage right. fright or uh, fear of acknowledging the crowd. I don't know, some people get a little bit more shy as soon as they get in front of people. And, uh, they kind of freeze up. They kind of freeze yeah. up. Yeah, so that, that happened a lot. Even, even with these bands being as good as they are, I noticed that you know, there's a definitely a wall between them. I call it a glass wall where it's, you can see them and hear them, but it's kind of like watching them on TV because you're not, you know, and they're not engaging with you. They're right. just in their own little bubble. And that's kind of not what you're paying to see. You know, you're paying to see a show. So the more I could get them engaging and get over those things, uh, it was tough because we didn't have a lot of time to work with each band. But hopefully uh, they, they uh, by watching us work with everyone else, everyone could pick up on on things so we worked with as we were working with one band all the other ones were watching us work with them so right. and then so on and so forth and it was a whole week straight of that very cool yeah do you have any fears um well I think mine are you know I used to feel a little more anxiety than anything that wasn't really afraid I think the 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 anxiety always came from feeling um, maybe unprepared or uh, you know if you're in a situation where you're a little bit uncomfortable maybe you're not uh, I think the first time I did a coaching seminar in front of a, a group was at the Western Canadian Music Awards in 2007 and I was I was pretty nervous about that because okay. it's a lot easier for me to to play music than it's just to talk to people, right? Uh, especially a small group. So I've overcome that. I you know just just by pre being prepared. I was I was unprepared for it. I didn't okay. have a program. I didn't think it through. I just thought that oh well, I know lots about performance. I can just go up there and talk. And then an actual co performance coach was in the crowd watching me, and she talked to me afterwards, Brenda Baker, and uh, gave me some some good criticism. Uh, that I was well deserved, and she she thought I she I think she knew I was unprepared, and she she told me you know you've gotta gotta you know tighten up on what you want to talk about, and you didn't talk about this, you didn't talk about that, so it really made me think. But normally when I'm when I'm performing and I'm on stage, it's like my it's like my home, you know, right. I'm very comfortable. Nothing really can throw me off. I've played in every situation you can think of, so. Um, even big crowds, I don't know. I think I think the more people are, the more excited I get. Just right on your feet, you know, off their energy. Yeah, exactly. Some people would would you know turtle up and maybe become more afraid because there's more people there. But I'm, right. I'm the opposite. I, I love it when there's tons of people. Um, exactly, more energy. And I'm sort of all about energy and and engagement with the crowd. So so I've gotten to play in front of some huge crowds in my time, and that's probably why. Because I've already got that experience, I know what it feels like to play in front of like sixty thousand people, and it's not that different. 
you know, it's not... And your first time doing that, were you nervous going on stage? I wasn't. No? No, no I wasn't nervous. Uh, just another show. Yeah, you know, I just... Um, very confident in, in my abilities and, um, you know, just I think that kind of carries you through a little bit, just being confident and knowing what you're doing. And uh, I, th I think that's, that's the biggest thing. But, I mean, everyone's different. I think I grew up sort of in an environment, in a family where it, everyone kind of did that stuff. You know, everyone was had some kind of performing background. Right. Um, your mom, you know, Arizon, did drama and musicals, plays, and and then just singing at home in front of everybody, you know, just kind of grew up that way. So it wasn't... So it was just ingrained from you, yeah. in you from the start. Yeah, totally. Just like it was for you. So, um, But, you know, there's people that I work with that aren't that way are the, are the biggest challenge. Trying to get them to it's like a mental thing. It's it's almost like um, in sports, you know, when they talk about mental toughness, like Michael Jordan. Right. Not only was he the greatest player, but he was he had the strongest mind. You couldn't exactly. you couldn't throw him off, no matter what. If anything, he throws you off. You know, he gets inside your head to the point where you know you're just helpless out there. Exactly. He beats you mentally <laughs> before you even get on that court. You know, and. So did you take a lot of aspects from watching him? Oh yeah. Life? Oh for sure, for sure. Because he's the greatest, you know. And, and even though it's basketball and sports, you can def definitely take some things from him. And what I've learned from him was is how he just works so hard, and you know he he he's as intense when he in on the practice court as he is uh, on in a real game, even in a in a three-on-three three playground game he's gonna try just as hard right so yeah. I think it I think the lesson you learn from that is and this is what I was teaching a lot of these a lot of these bands about performances if you practice how you play you're gonna be more prepared when you get on stage you know you're gonna feel you're gonna be able to get into your groove a lot sooner because you didn't just slack off and practice you know how most people do which is well, I'm just in a room by myself right. with, with my band and there's nobody here, so we'll just, go through, the we'll just go through the motions and make sure we know the song. And there's another level of rehearsing, which is, you know, it's almost like dress rehearsal for um, a musical or something like that. How you've gone through all the rehearsals to know, know your lines, know your, know your vocal parts, know where you're going to move and where, and how you interact with, with everybody else. And then dress rehearsal is when they actually run the show in full costume right. and and do it as if there was a big crowd there. And that's you do that so you're mentally prepared when you get in front of that crowd. You've it feels like you've done this already. Um and it's no there's no surprises. And so by doing that I think you could feel a lot more comfortable and just become a better performer. Now that that takes a certain kind of a approach too, you have to be able to get into a zone, right, in order to perform at that level, even in practice. Do you have any sort of routine that gets you into that focused zone? Um, well, or is it not automatic now for you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, my routine is just, um, you know, always having just bringing that energy every time I'm, I'm on stage or in rehearsal or during sound check you know I'm just it's just a focus you have to uh, some parts you just want to be able to kinda go through and then there's sometimes where you you want to know like you walk the stage I think that's my routine I, I make sure I'm, I, I know how much room I have I know um, how far the crowd is away I know um, how far my bandmates are going to be away from me. I, I know kind of how the cables are going to be laid out. I, oh, yeah. You know, I just okay. I just have a... Doing that walkthrough is, is, is a good routine because it, it's, it's that comfortability thing, again, because, I mean, it's a new venue. It, you'll feel way more comfortable doing that than just 
it's showtime and you walk on stage for the very first time and not know where anything is. Right. And uh, that's just, you're just asking for trouble. <laughs> it's almost like being unprepared. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. And then you get nervous and then, you know, that's when all of those things start to, to start to creep in. Right. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to utilize that in my performances, too. Oh, oh, for sure. You know, it's great. Always good to have, you know, some some people, even if it's a few people, um, friends, just watching your show, just so yep. you can practice doing things with them, you know, like like in your show, how to, if you're, if you're doing a, a trick or something with, mm -hmm. with, with a person, a real life person is way, oh, exactly. way better practice <laughs> than in a mirror or whatever, you know, or video, videoing it, um, but th which is also good. I think videoing yourself uh, is a great way of just seeing with your own eyes what you look like, how you're moving, are you speaking, you know, are you projecting properly, right. uh, are people understanding, are people, are you connecting with anybody in the crowd, because really that's what it's all about, performance is all about just connecting, it's the same thing as meeting someone for the first time, shaking their hand, looking them in the eye, right. and having a conversation, that's playing music, any kind of performance, what you do, um, you know, is, is that, and the, the main goal is to have people leave feeling like, okay, they were entertained, for sure. Um, you know, they were blown away, of course, by what you can do. But then, also, what keeps them coming back is them, the feeling of them uh, feeling like they got to know you. They got to know who you are, um, know what you're about. Because there's a lot of talented people out there that do what we do. You know, so what's going to separate us from them? You know, and it's it's that feeling of you know making Connection. making a friend and them feeling like oh, I really like that that guy I want to I want to go uh, see him next time he comes comes to town right you know yeah he's really great at what he does but I, I just really like what he do, what he's all about you know right. him as a human being yeah yeah and letting letting a bit of your your yourself you know vulnerable to for people to just kind of attach to and 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 that's that's the thing you know, your personality has to come through. And that's a, a lot of people make the mistake of just playing music and thinking that's enough. Oh, like, it's my songs that are going to win people over. I'm like, yes, that's part of it. But that works more so when you're listening to music as opposed to watching a show. Because people listen with their eyes right. for about 70% of the time. So, so you have to do more than that, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Now, in order to, you know, you tour all the time, right? Yeah, pretty You're much. always on the road. Yep. It's pretty rare to actually get you in Saskatoon to to do something like this. It's pretty hard for our schedules to match up. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, no worries. No, no. That's, but how do you stay motivated to push the envelope and get more and more shows to make yourself busier and busier? Well, like what motivates you? I, I think the uh, that's a big good question because again, going back to what my my partner uh, that I worked with last week in performance, Khalil, you know, he said something that was always going to stick with me, and he's like, "Why are you doing this?" He would ask. You know, you have to know why you're on stage. What do you What are you doing this for? What are you What are you fighting for? You know, once you have an understanding of what that is. It makes it easier to put the work in, you know. So for me, it's, you know, it's it's really about seeing the world. You know, there's a lot of places I haven't been. And, uh, you know, your grandpa, my dad, and, and my mom, I really, really want to one day perform in the Philippines. And not only just perform there, but be be big there, be right. known there, be established, and uh, so part of it is is for myself and just to be able to, you know, make people happy all over the world and see the world and travel, and part of it is because I want, before they, they're getting up there, before they are gone, mm -hmm. you know, for him to be able to have the satisfaction of knowing that, 
one of his sons got to, you know, to be, rock be, be known back where, where we all come from, you yeah. know, where, where their home is. And uh, so that's why I do it, you know. So that's why I'm always, I'm always fighting to keep pushing it. And that's why I was never satisfied where I was at with my old band. Because I felt like there was so much more to do. And now that I'm running the business side and and hands-on with everything, it's a lot, um, you know, you're more in control of, of your own destiny in a way. So it's great. You know, it's a lot of work, but right. it's... It's know, a lot more work now, right? It's a lot more work, but at the same time, you know, you are... It's empowering because you're you're doing it yourself. You're not relying on anybody else. And yeah, it's good to build your team. You know, you need a good team around you. So I feel like we've got great people with us now, and my bandmates are, you know, they're like family. And it's just adding more people to the team to take things up to the next level, and and just making great music is sort of where it's going to start with us, right. and um, and then establishing yourself that way from where where you, how you should be doing it you know it's, exactly it's just with your art in itself and then hopefully it's when people see us perform they'll they'll leave feeling like they got to know the band and you know we become one of their favorite bands and then we see those same people out more and more and make those those real super fans <laughs> yeah that's that's super the whole fans, thing that's the goal yep and the more work you put in the the more reward you get too when things go right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you know you don't have, it was tough having. Uh, it was great at first having all these handlers and 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 labels and agents and management doing all these things. It felt like I didn't have to do. I could focus on just making music. Right. But then what goes wrong there is some bad deals get made or bad decisions get made for you. Then it's it's out of kind of out of your hands. So it's it's good to to have all that down, and that's that's a huge mental thing. You have to be able to withstand ups and downs in the entertainment business because there's going to be highs and lows, and you just gotta mentally stay even keeled and uh, roll with the punches and adapt, and just be able to overcome adversity especially because you're going to get there's going to be a lot of rejection there's going to be a lot of negative you know people you're going to come across and you know people thinking oh, you can't do this you know does that ever get into your mind and make you think that maybe they're telling the truth and if it does you know, how do you counteract it to switch your mindset and go through it? It, it that was happening to me for a while you know you just you let uh you know, people get in your head a little bit, and, and, and you start to doubt yourself a little bit. But what happened with me was that once I started doing this on my own, I started building up confidence and knowing that I was still making, uh, connecting with people, making people feel good, feel happy, and um, they were really, really liking the music they were hearing. Yeah. And uh, and me on my own too, right? So that just gives you confidence, and you start realizing, you know, I'm I can do this. I can do this on my own. And then you also can't forget. Um, I was using this example when I was doing my seminars that I would watch video of of myself when I was younger, and and myself recently, and. You know, I notice I'm more refined with my performance. I'm, I'm better at a lot of things. But what I was missing was that energy and that um, that stage presence, uh, that powerful presence of when I was younger and just able to work the room and work the crowd and not worry about having to sing all the time. So I had more freedom to to roam around and, and have energy and, and jump around. So being able to kind of remember those things and be like, you know, I'm still that person. You know, it's not like even though I've started over and, and it's difficult because you're now you're going through rebuilding a band and a business and, 
you know, you don't have all these great opportunities handed to you left and right anymore, right? You're just working for every little thing you can get. And, uh, but at the same time, having that, that mental toughness, knowing that, you know, I've done this before, I can do it again. Right. I'm that same person. I've got all this experience that you just can't really teach or buy, you know, and I've got that going for us. So we've got a lot of great things going for us now. It's just a matter of time, you know. Exactly. Just having the right people, which now we got. I've got the right people, and now we just can, you know, focus on making great art. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, when did you first start playing any t type of instrument? And did you start with the bass? Uh, I started with piano, okay, and then moved on to classical guitar, and then uh, went from classical guitar just to um, guitar and then bass. So, do you still which, play all of all of those instruments? I do. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a piano player or I'm not a guitar player. I bass is my my first instrument, but as a, being a producer now too, as I make uh, produce music mm -hmm. for for other artists and I collaborate and I co-write and do all those other things, um, you just have to be able to know how to play different things. Just because if a song's asking for a certain instrument, strings, and you got to do it. Yeah, and if I, if I, there's no budget for to bring in a, a string section, then I just gotta I gotta do it myself and and um, arrange it and and perform it either on key, on keys or, or something like that right. and then and you just got to be well-rounded that way and beat making and all that stuff so when you're approaching something new because you have so much experience learning something I'm sure you have some uh, some guidance on this but when you're approaching something new how do you learn it in the most efficient way well I think it's time, you know, you, you put your time in and anything you want to be good at, they always say that 10,000 hours, right? You have right. to put in, if you want to master something, you know, you got your 10,000 hours. So it's just, if you're serious about something, like I was serious about singing um, in, in, in my own project. So, you know, then it's vocal, vocal lessons and vocal training. And um, and then as as far as picking up a new skill like producing and mixing, uh, engineering, music, uh, you know I had to study it and learn. You know and listen on our long drives. I'd listen to to podcasts and right. and uh, you know eight hours worth of stuff. You know every couple of days and it just kind of adds up. And then I apply it because I'm I try to stay busy working with up-and-coming artists so every time you can finish a project mm -hmm. that's the thing finishing something is where your efficiency starts to to get better um, because you start to people can work on something and never finish it and then you never get that extra little that extra little bit it takes to finish something is, is that experience you need to carry over into your next project right and um, so I gotten good at just knowing when I'm when I'm done and moving on and then and then your skills you know it's just like you just level up you know it's like playing exactly. a video game right you're just <laughs> like getting better and and then putting your hours in so I've got a lot of work to do I've there was a lot of great all the a lot of top producers at this um, boot camp last week that I got to just sit in and watch so them work knowledge. yeah you know and and I realized they've got their 10,000 hours in, you know and I'm not I'm not close to that yet but Considering how new I am to that, I think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, right on. Yeah. That's awesome. Which, can we try something? Sure. This is a, it's called a speech jammer. Okay. And what it does is it plays back your own voice in a slight delay so that, and also cancels out your ability to hear the outside world by, with noise cancelling headphones. Okay. And then since that delay comes in, hopefully, it should it should stop you from being able to speak fluently 100%. And it, it usually ends up being pretty funny. However, since you're in the music industry, 
you probably have a lot of experience not being able to hear your own voice and still go. Oh, we never so, know, though. I can try it. Yeah. That's, so put these on? Yeah, please. Okay. Uh, how about just tell us your favorite story about uh, Grandma and Grandpa? Uh, my favorite story about Grandma, Grandma and Grandpa are... I think it's the story of how they met. Yeah. Grandma apparently didn't really like Grandpa, you know, and uh, he just was really persistent yeah. in trying to get her to go on a date with him. Yeah. And uh, all her friends were, were tell, telling her, oh, don't, don't go on a date with him. He's like... <laughs> You know, he's not even very good looking and stuff like that. <laughs> but but I guess he was really charming and, and mom sort of fell she fell for him right. and decided to go on a date and and she really liked what it he was all about and and the rest was history. They just started going out and, and eventually they eloped. And didn't they didn't tell anyone they were gonna get married, and then they eloped, and and the next thing they know, they're getting ready to move to Canada and yeah. and come here and bring all their kids, and so I thought that I thought it was a really cool story. Plus, I think back in the day they used to work in the nightclubs, mm -hmm. so they always told me good stories of how like my, their their friends' bands would be playing like giant nightclubs, like two thousand people nightclubs, and uh, they. Mom would be working the door and get collecting all the money coming in, and Dad would be like working the bar and and dealing with all the bands and stuff like that. But then, you know, once in a while, because it's the Philippines, and just imagine the Philippines in like the '60s, right? There would be like gangs coming through, and then and like shootings, and oh boy, and everybody diving under the tables because yeah. like, there'd be bullets flying around. That's crazy. <laughs> so that. Uh, that's why Dad likes action movies so much. It's because he lived that. Because he lived it. Oh. Yeah, it's just like normal to him. Yeah. <laughs> that was hard to talk. It was tough, but yeah. I think I did it okay, right? You did. Yeah, I, I ended up turning it off near the end there just because I didn't want to ruin that story. Oh, really, yeah. You know? yeah. So that's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> we can put those away. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. Oh, and, good. Yeah, no you know, problem. Thinking back to Grandma and Grandpa now, they came over to Canada. I think that's really, if we like, go back as far as we can, maybe it goes back further than that into their parents and whatnot, but for them to be able to have the confidence and the mindset to be able to say, okay, let's go to, let's go to Canada to start a new life with our kids. Yeah. You know, I think that there is where it all started to grow and then it got into your mind you are an amazing artist and you continue to tour the world which by the way yeah. I need to acknowledge you because you're I would have to say the reason why I do what I do oh. why I do magic or hypnosis because when I was a kid I would always see your poster your giant poster in the living room yeah right and I'd there's two, it was two-sided. I would, like, switch the sides every once in a while. It was yeah. pretty funny. And then I'd see your <laughs> music videos on TV all the time and yeah. go to your concert, and everyone's, like, a huge mosh pit. Everyone's just jumping around yeah. and loving yeah. it. And then I, I never thought I could play music, but just knowing that you were able to do it, someone so close made me realize that, yeah, I can do something like that too. And it wasn't until I found what I wanted to do that I was able to enact it and actually do it, which was which is magic, of course. Yeah. And but yeah, I have to attribute it all to you because Oh boy. You 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 did it first and now I feel like I can do it too. Wow. So yeah, thank you very much. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know. And that's what it that's all it is, you know, it's just the belief. You can do it, you know, and your Uncle Ephraim was the same thing for me. Watching him play in a band and touring around. Right. Um, you know, I just, that's all I really wanted to do. And then once I got into that, it just snowballs. Once you find 
people to play with that are serious about it, you know, I think you can, if you, when you're in that situation, you know, some people are solo artists, right, just like what you would be, equivalent of a solo artist in, in music. I find that that would be the most difficult. So what you're able to do on your own without anyone backing you up or helping you that much is, is amazing. And you've got so much left to do. You know, I think you're only just getting started. I think you've got lots of you've got lots of great. Yeah, you still have lots of good ideas. Lots of ideas, and and you know, it's sometimes that that chance you got to take. And don't know what that is yet, but you've already I'm gone to the states and learned a lot. You know, so if you can just keep learning and evolving and growing and improving, then then you, you know, it's just a matter of time. And you know, that's really what this podcast is all about, is learning from people. Yeah. And I get to learn first, yep. and then anyone that decides to tune in and listen, watch, or read, they can learn as well. That's right. I'm still learning. You know, there's, I've, I have my own mentors that, that I've always looked up to, and I wouldn't be where I am without them. So, you know, if, it's, it's great. It's a nice feeling to be able to give back. And just help other people, you know, reach their potential. And right. it feels good when you when you see someone, um, you know, light up because they start to a light goes off as they know that they just learned something really important and that's going to change their life. You know, so changing lives. Yeah, that's yeah, it's it's pretty pretty amazing. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you very much for sharing all of that. I just have a few more questions sure. for you, yeah. and then we'll we'll wrap things up. And okay. I, if you could leave behind one song, one movie, one TV show, and it wouldn't be anything, any of your work. Yeah. But you could leave behind one of those things that would basically whoever were to watch, listen to it would know who you are. Okay. What would it be? Um, one of each? Or, or, or No, up to you. Yeah, if you have one of each, by all means, share that. Um, or, you know, just one of any of it. Oh, boy. Um, let me think here. Because I know there's, there's going to be some... There's something. I've seen so many things, and I'm just trying to figure out what would relate to me the most. Uh, okay, well, how... Songs... Jeez, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. Okay, how would we add to it? Sure. Um, that your... So the either song, TV show, movie, that helped to teach you something very important that your children will have to listen to and apply. Hmm... Boy, let's see here. Um, you know, or even a book. We'll add a book. Sorry, yeah, I, I meant to say book. Right. Too. Yeah, books too. Oh, let's see. God, there's just so much. <laughs> what can I narrow it down to? Yeah. Um, I think I'll, I'll even catch her in the rise. Probably the book that I would leave behind okay. it's uh it's just a great way of um you know story of being just going with the flow you know how to just be able to let your adventurous side kind of instincts lead you to new possibilities okay um capturing the rye yeah and then there's uh you know, I think maybe the movie Shawshank Redemption. That's you a good know, movie. Because yeah. that's a great lesson in perseverance, you know, uh, overcoming great adversity and and, and um, winning in the end, you know, just right. just finding that freedom Under that you extreme that, pressure that, that you deserved, you yeah. know. Uh, and um, it's a great it's a great story just you know learning from your mistakes but then knowing you know what I've I think I've punished myself enough so I'm gonna 
you know, learn how to live my life differently now. Yeah. Um, then there's um, a song, maybe... Uh, you know, maybe like Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. Okay. Uh, it's just, it's a great kind of reflective song where it helps you put things in perspective and how time just goes by and you just have to, you know, and sometimes just enjoy the, the moments, you know, the little precious little things in life, like, you know, sitting on the dock of the bay watching the tide roll away. You just, there's beauty and, and all just the, the little things in life and it's not always about, you know, success and status and trying to achieve your goals without stopping to appreciate you know those right, things you could be super successful and not be happy yeah of course yeah that's exactly so it's important to have a good balance all the way through yeah exactly exactly and then maybe for um a show <laughs> i'm gonna say justice league justice league yeah okay. yeah animation series uh just because it's 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 a great way to lead by example, you know that you got these powerful superheroes that are all great at different things, and they have to work together. So that means dropping their ego a little bit, right. and having to know that it's in order for them to save the world. A lot of times, it means they're going to have to work together. And learn how to work together because sometimes you can't just put a super team together and expect them to be a great team so teamwork is what I learned from that show to be able to you know work with people you know to help people find everyone's strengths and figure out how they fit together exactly yeah exactly so the show's pretty deep you know it's I know it's for kids but it, adults can watch it because it's written by adults and it's written for more deeper stories mm -hmm. and and um, you know lessons, I guess life lessons um, that you won't pick up as a kid. But watching that show now, being like a little kid, like a big kid, basically, mm -hmm. you know, we were watching it, yeah, for all the action and stuff like that. But there's 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 a lot more to it than that in that show, and that that's the main thing I learned from that show and. Uh, I think I've covered it, hey? It's yeah, a TV show, definitely. movie, book, and... Went over and above. Uh, there we go. All right. If you could just let us know a, a lesson that you've learned that's that music and learning music and I guess learning everything that you do and then in turn doing it, what that has learned, or sorry, what that has taught you about life? Well, and I think, uh, geez, you know, a lot of my experiences have been in music, and those experiences have kind of shaped me as a person, and, and you know, you learn a lot about life. You know, it's, it's almost like, I think you learn a lot quicker uh, when you're out there experiencing it and doing it so by being out there always and experiencing new things and all these you know new adventures it's it's almost like when they see someone's like well traveled mm -hmm. you know I feel like I'm very well traveled and that usually means um, sort of worldly you know you you understand the world a little bit more because you've seen a lot right. um, that, and I think that's the knowledge I really crave. That's why I need to do more of that. There's so many more places I gotta go. So, if anything, it's taught me is you know that that we're really lucky to be living where we are, because there are places that are aren't good, mm -hmm. you know, and we could have easily been born in that world. Right. And you know, so we're very very lucky to be where we are that we can have all these things and. And, and then throw on top of that doing what you love is not everyone gets to do that you know and and I appreciate and respect 
anyone who does any job in life because you know you've got families you got to put food on the table and provide sometimes that means sacrificing what you would want to do like grandpa you know right. and and taking care of, of your family so it's just I, I think since I don't have my own family yet you know I, I think family is still the most important thing to me because without it we're just individuals doing stuff, yeah. you know. There's, there's no meaning if you have no one, no one to share, to it, share with. it with, and um, so right. that's that's huge. So I, I mean, I'd rather I'm having more fun playing music with people that are my family, and I can travel, and we all, we all have that connection, and it, and that's why I re I'm more excited to go travel around the world now than I ever have been because. I think we're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah. I think we're gonna I'm just for that. yeah, we're just gonna be able to enjoy it mm -hmm. because we can share it with each other. Exactly. And, and everyone's excited for that. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So now, I guess we kind of touched on it a bit, but what's next for you? Like, what's the next big thing that that you're working on? If you can share it. Um, the next big thing is. I think in the short term is new music uh, and in the long term is having that new music be as great as it can be so make it you know I want it to be the best thing I've ever made like artistically and uh, also being able to have that be the a way of us propelling you know our business and our band and our brand uh, worldwide yeah. so so we're trying to set ourselves up for opening up opportunities and overseas out of the country and then that's when we'll actually start to actually get out there because without that no one's gonna really care you know you it has to be pretty special you have to have your look together your sound together and the that X factor where people are thinking this is something new, something fresh, this is something different, and and then for them to want to bring you all the way over to wherever it's going to be, whether exactly. it's in Europe or Asia or anywhere, um, and that that's that's sort of that's that's the big picture, you know, just having those things to build up your story, you know, so new music and videos and. And at the same time, you know, working on the business side, and there's just so much that you have to do, and you just gotta. If you don't love it, it it'd be really difficult. But for me, it's it's not that hard. Yeah. Because I. It's easy because you love it. Yeah, exactly. And this, you know, inching towards those goals is great, because it means that you know you're building up properly. You know, just yeah. all of a sudden one day you get a op big opportunity handed to you and and become some overnight thing. You know, we're it's great. You know, we're building things slowly and and surely. So, and you know, when you get to that point, people may think it's an overnight thing, but it's not. You, so much work went into that. Right, right. But then you'll be prepared for when that happens. You know, because I've uh, I've had to go through that already once before at a young age. So. Um, it would be really easy to handle. Yeah. Again, if yeah, once once you see those things start to come through again. But first things first. You know, we you have those goals in mind, but yeah. it's the daily work that you got to put in. So right, keep yourself on track and yeah. check things off as they come. For sure, and 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 then just you know collaborating. I love working and writing with other people and creating music that way because. Then you get, you know, different opportunities and different avenues op opening because whoever you're working with has a whole set of, of people and teams behind what they do. And if you're involved with that, then you're part of it as well. Right. So without having to really do any work after you've already done the work, you know what I mean? You exactly. write it and then you let them run with it, you know, so. Very cool. Yeah. All right, well. I'm going to wrap things okay. up here. Okay, awesome. 
I just have a quick one kind of side note question. Sure. We were talking about Michael Jordan before. Yep. And I don't know if you've heard, but uh, LeBron thinks that he could beat him prime versus prime. LeBron versus Jordan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I think I already know your answer, but and then Jordan came back to say that he doesn't even have a chance. What what is your take on it? <sighs> My take is that I don't think anybody could beat him. Cause it's just cause it because of the he's on a different level mentally. Right. I mean he he just is. You know, he makes everyone around him rise to another level and uh, I mean he's proven it time and time again like he's won six championships he probably could have won eight or nine if he didn't retire mm -hmm. and lost none and was the MVP every single time and the leader of every single one so for LeBron to think he could match him on that is he's already lost because he's lost you know if uh, Michael Jordan would never put himself in a position of being in a championship stage t only to lose he just he wouldn't put he wouldn't let that happen he's too mentally strong so how are you gonna beat a guy like that you know exactly and, and he would get in LeBron's head already like LeBron will already know that okay well uh, He's never lost, and what am I going to do, you know? And offensively, he's just, and defensively, I don't, then there's his skills, too, mm -hmm. right? So, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see LeBron creating a Scottie Pippen on his team, where Michael did, you know? Scottie was just a, a talented player who didn't really have, know how good he could be. And you get someone like Michael to show him. So once you, when you play with someone that great, you can become great as well. And you know LeBron could have done that to any team he was on. You know, then I would have given him maybe a chance. Right. But uh, he's got no chance. So there's a I don't think anybody thinks he has a chance. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't either. But there's basically, there's a difference between. Saying you're the best to actually being the best. Yeah. So you can't you can't just fake it. You actually have to to mentally believe it. You have to mentally be believe there. it. Yeah. yeah. And okay. yeah, they're just two different players. You know, they had different paths to get to where they are. And and LeBron's gone through a lot. He had all that hype, and he lived up to it. Okay. So I give him that. You know. But he also left his team to join another team that had two all-stars on it already, one who had already won a championship, to win right. his two championships, right? He didn't, he didn't build anyone He up didn't to build that it up on his own right. team, which he could have done that. And if he would have done that, even just only won one time, then he would be up right up there. Yeah, he'd, yeah. Be, he'd be a lot closer, anyways, right. just like Kobe did. Kobe's Kobe he couldn't even be Kobe in one on one. Yeah. There's no way, you know? I don't even think he could be Kobe now in one on one. Kobe yeah. like post surgery Kobe. <laughs> like, Kobe's too he's too mentally strong. He's more like Jordan than LeBron. If anyone's like like Jordan, it's Kobe Bryant for sure. He's like one and B to Michael. Right. For sure. Close he would be the yeah. closest thing to beating Michael. In one on one, because Michael admitted it. Jordan said that it's because he stole all my moves. So it'd be, it'd be like playing against myself, you know. <laughs> so, so watch the greats, imitate them in your own way to achieve the same. Yep. Yeah. yeah exactly. I that exactly. That's who I, I learned all uh, everything about playing bass and everything is just listening to music and watching the greats and, and then touring, getting to tour with the greats and watching them, how they carry themselves and how they perform, you know, it's, it was pretty special, you know, really, really lucky that I got to 
do all those things and they're all for naught if I don't do anything with them so that's why I'm doing what I try everything I can possibly do in my control and I'm doing right. you can always do more so always yeah, yeah. you'll never be the the top there's always someone better there's always someone better so right on well thank you very much uncle unless you're Jordan unless there's well. no there's nobody better <laughs> fair enough but yeah, thank you very much. You've shared a lot. Oh boy, I don't yes. even know how long this is, but this is going to be great. I can't wait to listen through it and awesome. get it posted. But thank you so much. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. That's Hopefully awesome. lots more people come on the podcast and, and share your knowledge and your experiences. And yeah, it'll be, be something it. great for everyone to watch. Hey, thank you very much for making it to the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please make sure to share this episode and subscribe, both on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, uh, even my Facebook page. Go and give that a like. And any means that you think that you'll be able to receive these episodes more regularly. You can also go to my website, www.hadlen.com, that's hadlen.com, and there you'll be able to find the show notes for this episode. In fact, if you go to hadlen.com slash cmc-05, you'll be able to get all the show notes, even the video, for this episode. So again, thank you so much for making it to the end and, you know, just being here for this new journey of mine. Next episode comes out in one week, and that the person that I interview for next week's episode is Chad Reynolds, and you're definitely going to like his episode. I always say that. You're always going to like them, but I say that because I enjoyed recording and learning from all of these people so far, and if I did, I'm sure that somebody out there, at least one person, does as well. But yeah, please share this episode as much as you possibly can. Help get this out there to as many people as possible. And until next week, have a great time and be sure to perform at your highest ability every single day. I'm going to now leave you with a song from Earl Pereira and the Steadies, which is called I Don't Like Music. And my grandpa has a really, really funny joke. He came up to me at a potluck one time, and he was like, I don't like chicken adobo. And I was like, really? Why don't you like chicken adobo? Because chicken adobo is amazing. It's a Filipino dish. Anyways, he responds by saying, I love it. <laughs> oh, you'll get it once you listen to the song. Here we go.
am useless. I fish about the sea. No, I do not want the music. You see, it's something that I need. They say the more on the floor, then the better the beat. I rock steady with the steady's never ready to leave. You better believe we sweat, don't step on my feet. The remedy be the movement. You're ready for we moving to the floor and turn off your phones. Feel the rhythm shake you right down to your bones. Keep on dancing. 